Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Wednesday, April 5th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Metro Coloride is reducing routes to part of St. Louis County beginning Monday. Many people with disabilities are livid about the changes and say they are going to lose their independence. We used to get on Coloride and go to talk to friends, go out to eat, do whatever. And now we can't do that. I feel like we are literally trapped. In a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson will tell us about riders who will be affected by Coloride's service cuts. A progressive movement that elevated St. Louis Mayor Tashara Jones and Board of Aldermen President Megan Green to power has strengthened its presence at City Hall. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on yesterday's municipal election results. Although progressives now control the legislative and executive branches, Green says even those she disagrees with will have a voice at the board. I think it goes down to keeping lines of communication open. And I think that's how we, you know, move the city forward, even in disagreement. Three newcomers, backed by both Green and the mayor, won their races on Tuesday night. A fourth candidate, Shamim Clark Hubbard, had handled several complicated pieces of legislation for the mayor in the last session. They included an experiment with a guaranteed basic income and changes to police oversight. Green was elected without opposition. She pledges to focus on tenant and housing issues in the next legislative session. It starts April 18th with the swearings-in. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis voters have agreed to regularly review the city's charter. Proposition C narrowly secured the 60 percent margin needed in yesterday's election. Turnout was 18 percent. Starting in August, a nine-member commission will meet over the course of a year and examine the city's governing document. Any proposed changes would go back to voters. The process will repeat every decade. Voters around the St. Louis region are backing sales taxes on recreational marijuana. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum reports, it's unclear how much money counties could receive from the tax. A multitude of cities and counties had 3% sales tax hikes on cannabis products on yesterday's ballot. And voters in St. Louis, St. Louis County, Jefferson County, and St. Charles County easily passed these measures. But there's dispute over whether countywide taxes can be collected at all dispensaries within a county border or just unincorporated areas. St. Charles County Executive Steve Elman says he expects the issue to be decided in court. We, uh, we made a commitment on raising salaries, and that money will go a long way to make sure we got the money to cover it next year. Local governments are expected to start collecting the tax in October. I'm Jason Rosenbaum. St. Louis Public Radio. Some other notable results from the area's municipal elections include East St. Louis, a city council member becoming that city's new mayor, Charles Powell, defeated incumbent Robert Eastern. Eastern was seeking a second term. In St. Charles, incumbent mayor Dan Borgmeyer turned back a challenge from city council member Tom Besselman. A national research project has revealed five black townships in the St. Louis region that thrived in the late 1800s and early 1900s. Kinlock is the only community that still exists. The cities can be found on a digital mapping tool created by Ataya Martin and Simone Davis. Martin says it highlights St. Louis's lost black history. 
with this particular project, it really was a way to amplify Black towns, as well as the stories of how many of them no longer exist. The initiative tracks more than 80 little-known Black towns throughout the country built around the late 1800s and early 1900s. It includes about 30 active communities. The Black Towns Mapping Tool will be presented tomorrow at the Missouri History Museum. On Saturday, the museum will open an exhibit called Soccer City. Managing Director Sam Moore says St. Louis has a nearly 150-year soccer history and has earned the right to call itself the soccer capital of America. We start in 1875. We continue a through line with incredible teams all the way through up the present. And, uh, you know, with the run that St. Louis City has been on for the past couple of months, I don't think there's any argument. Moore says the level of youth participation in soccer throughout the region is among the highest in the country and is often taken for granted by residents. He was a guest yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. The Public Transit Agency for St. Louis is understaffed and unable to fill open positions. Officials say they have to cut back on service for some people with disabilities. Advocates for the disabled are fighting the reductions to Metro Colorado taking effect Monday. They say people need more time to prepare if alternatives cannot be found. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports on some Colorado customers' fears. They'll soon be stuck in their homes and cut off from the community. Rhonda Jones sings in the choir at her church in North St. Louis County. If she wants to make it there on Sundays, she has to call Metro's paratransit service three days in advance to book a ride. I would like to try to book a trip to 1425 South. What day? Oh, Sunday. Going to 1425, what was that? South New Florissant. Road. She needs to be at church at 8.30 a.m. Yeah, I have nothing at 7.30. I have nothing at 8 o'clock. Right now, I have nothing to pick you up to get you there. Okay, no time at all. I don't have anything at 8.30 even. Yeah, right now, we have nothing to get you there. Okay. Thank you very much. The totally blind 72-year-old looks forward to attending church, but she hasn't been in over a month because Colorado couldn't find her a ride. My church is 20 minutes from my home. They can't take me 20 minutes? Obviously, I can't walk it, but that's the kind of answers we get, and I'm very disappointed. Jones's disappointment with the bus service for people with disabilities is growing. She and about 250 people in St. Louis County who use Colorado will have to find other modes of transportation come April 10th. Colorado is scaling back its services because of the lack of drivers. When Jones first started riding Colorado in 1996, she said services were great, but not anymore. In the past month, she says she's been denied six rides, and sometimes she can wait up to about an hour to get a reservationist on the phone to plan rides. Jones is desperate because she says she's going to lose her independence. We used to get on call a ride and go to talk to friends, go out to eat, do whatever, and now we can't do that. I feel like we are literally trapped. 
In St. Louis and across the nation, public transit companies are struggling to keep employees and attract new ones. That's causing service changes. According to a recent report by Transit Center, a public transportation advocacy group, the fallout of the coronavirus pandemic is throwing transit companies into crisis. The report suggests that many drivers have retired or they've moved on to other jobs. Metro's Colorado is in need of about 80 additional drivers. Charles Stewart is Metro Transit's chief operating officer. He says the Colorado routes being eliminated are outside federally mandated service areas. In January, we had over 47,000 requests for rides, and we had to turn down 17,000 of them. It's not like we're just dropping everybody. We're trying to provide a better service to those people that we are required to serve. Advocates for people with disabilities in the region say the changes are unacceptable. They want Metro to give riders more time to make other plans. A group of them filed a federal complaint last month to try to push Metro officials to find other options. The complaint outlined riders' problems with the service. Longtime Colorado rider Keisha Orban has had her share of issues with the bus service as well. She's missed medical appointments because she couldn't get a ride. And now she'll have to rely on her husband to take her places since her route is being cut. The legally blind Hazelwood resident wants to maintain her independence. She reached out to Metro last month for other transportation options. Workers told her she could still ride the bus, but only if she walked about a third of a mile down her hilly street and waits in front of another home. And this could be potentially dangerous. I don't have central vision. I only have peripheral vision. So everything in front of me is very blurry. Unless Metro officials do agree to give people extra time, Orban and Jones say Colorado service cuts are going to damage people's mental health and social lives. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Mark Degon edited that report. Ashley Lissenby is the news director of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.